When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever. Dog. Do not go gentle into that good night. Poetry, I feel, is a tyrannical discipline. I was trying to tell a story. The book came to me in a sort of a haze. This is how to write a good short story. No hope, just booze and madness. Everyone in the world has gone to bed one night or another with fear. I saw the best minds of my generation destroyed by madness. Now, lend me your ears. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Literati, a true crime podcast about the slow and painful death of the American publishing industry. We're your brave and handsome hosts, Colin and Michael. A fun fact about us, much like that old riddle, one of us always lies, and the other just lies some of the time. So how do you know which one of us is which, right? (laughs) Clever. Well, speaking of lies, here are our literary qualifications to prove that we're actually very smart. Well, if I must tout my own credentials, then I should say I'm a Rhodes Scholar. And by that I mean I have a lot of street smarts. To further clarify, I majored in asphalt in college with a minor in cement, so I know a lot about Rhodes. And I won the Mark Twain Prize in a celebrity lookalike contest after poisoning all the other contestants. So that proves we're smart at books. And we're so excited to be doing this podcast yet again for you, our loving, adoring fan base. And I just want to say, Colin, how you doing? How has your day been? Oh, Michael... I'm having I'm having a good day. That is amazing. Yeah, it's like my first one in a long time. Oh, good. Yeah. I, I'm so glad that you're out of that slump that you've been in for the last I don't know. I want to say 60 years. Yeah, it'll be 60 years this uh, this upcoming week of bad time. Of bad times. Yeah. Yikes. Well, I'm glad you're out of it. And uh, I think this comes as no surprise to anyone. Uh, my bad times started before I was born. Yeah, you list your bad times as starting just around the Vietnam War. Yes. Yeah, I could just sense it. Yeah, sensed it. I love how you can just take any sort of tragedy and make it about you, even if you weren't even alive. Yeah. Well, my my dad's uh, sperm were very absorbent. Oh, that's so <laughs> cool. You know how like like a baby yeah. can like even before it's born can like pick up on stress. Right. They yeah. soak in from their yeah. environment. My dad's sperm did that like before uh, before my mom was even pregnant. It's with me. so yeah. cool to know that about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now that you're out of your funk, I got to ask, what are you reading? Ooh, ooh, what am I reading? Yeah, I, I mean, anything I can get my hands on. <laughs> yeah, of course, you're so voracious. Yeah, but you probably want to know specifically. Um, just if you could specifically name a book <laughs> sure, that you're reading, sure. Or if you uh, want, I could start. highlights for kids. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Now, what is driving you to that magazine? Uh, I just, uh, I, I steal them from my neighbor's mailbox. Okay, so it's they just like kids. ease. It's like it's just ease. Yeah. I don't have time to go to a bookstore. Is this like um, sort of a ladder, like you're stepping up, like read a bunch of highlights for kids to work your way up to a big novel or? Or just a highlights. Okay. Highlights for adults. Yeah. 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 
Gosh, if you read enough highlights for kids, then you're ready, but you don't want to jump to the highlights for adults and be in over your head. Exactly. Yeah. Well, as for me, I'm pretty much still just reading Street Signs. Um, How's that going? It's good. I don't... I don't... Because you were having trouble finding your way home for a while. Yes. Well, I was was really enjoying a couple of yields. Um, I was loving this series, and then I hit a stop sign, and that just, like, I couldn't really... I don't know, continue from that point. Oh, wow. And then have you not read any street signs since? I walked into a telephone pole. Oh, okay. Okay. That sort of shakes things up a little yeah, bit. I don't know if that's the same thing. And then, of course, obviously, I'm reading the Bible, as I do every night, the greatest story ever told. You read the entire Bible every single night. Yes. Um, Old Testament, New Testament, Middle Testament. I love all those testaments. <laughs> and I just find that whatever you want in a book, it's in the Bible. So name something that's in, I don't know, cinema. Name something that's out there in the world in another book, and I'll tell you how it relates to the Bible. Okay, great. Uh, I'm thinking... Uh, Titanic, Jack and Rose. Okay, great. Um, Have you heard of Noah's Ark? Yep. Well, there are two of everything on it, so they've got to be two little shitheads named Jack and Rose. Yeah, probably like a jackass, uh, like a donkey. And and a rose plant. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Name something else. Okay, uh, how about... uh, Could even be music, whatever you... uh, Science. Okay. Uh, What about uh, the Carly Rae Jepsen song, uh, Call Me Maybe? What about that that scenario? That is probably uh, Job. reaching out to God saying, why are you doing this? Why are you testing me so much? Call me maybe. Yeah, just call me something, you know? And God's like, hey, I'm going to play a little game with you. And Job's like, come on, please call me maybe. (laughs) It's perfect. Yeah, Yeah. I think that is pretty perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, you've been writing a lot? Oh, Michael, I've... (laughs) Anything I can get my hands on. Of course. <laughs> I've been writing so much recently. Uh, Your knuckles are bruised. I know, right? They're all bandaged up. Can you see? They're, yeah. yeah they're, they're, you look like you've got mummy's hands. Yeah, yeah. And they're, you know, I, well, I also, I've had a lot of pens explode. Oh. I, I think I got a bad batch of Bic pens. I've like ruined all my clothes pretty much. That sucks. I know. That's why I use pencils. Oh, really? Yeah. So when I destroy my clothes with my writing utensil, it's on purpose. You oh. know what's happening. But, you know, that makes me think uh, that the way that we write, the tools that we use, really tend to influence the things that we write. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I like to, you know, when you're working with a different instrument, mm. you know, it just sort of uh, the way your body responds to that interest instrument, like uh, just different ideas come out you know when you set out to write you have to find the tool that helps you and that speaks to you you know not everybody should have a notebook and a pen not everybody should be on a laptop or a typewriter it's not for everyone so we compiled a a fun easy list of what your writing utensil says about you so this is just something you can go to if maybe you've already picked your writing utensil or if you're looking for the right one If you use a black pen, you're a normal, healthy, well-adjusted person. If you use a blue pen, agent of chaos who wants to watch the world burn. That's just the facts. If you use a fountain pen, you're an asshole. If you use a pencil, you're a figurative child stuck in the past, unwilling to accept mistakes. If you use a crayon, you're a literal child. You are a child. Congratulations. Laptop, 
You're a total tech head, a gizmos and gadgets freak. You are Steve Jobs. If you use the iPhone Notes app, you're the same as the laptop person, but you're probably commuting. Typewriter? You're an asshole. Human blood and feces smeared on a wall? You're either insane or brilliant. Nothing in between. And we won't know which you are until long after you've died. And finally, mechanical pencil, you're a pedophile. Sorry. Sorry. So that's just a fun way to know something about your personality based on the writing tool you use. Yeah, and I mean, hey, you probably already knew some of this stuff. You just didn't know why. And now you can understand. And this is just as good as going to therapy. (laughs) And speaking of understanding a person and their tools, I'm so excited for today's reader because we really got to look into their mind, into their psyche, into who they are. Reading from their collection of erotic neurotic stories, please welcome Elemento Jameson. Hello, my name is Elemento Jameson, and I have, of course, reading from my neurotic erotic memoirs, Fifty Shades of Grief. These are the neurotic erotic tales of my sexcapades, lightly fictionalized be reading three small selections for you. This next passage comes from chapter four, the writer. As she lured me into her boudoir, a rich musk emanated from my chest. My tumescent cock was pulsating at the mere glimpse of her engorged butt cheeks. I clawed and pawed and jawed at her bra until finally Her flittering nipples were released. Very quickly, we began having sex. As she mounted me, she loudly screamed into my ear, hit me, and I went up. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, what, uh, what, what did you uh, say? Hit me, she said. Uh, you, uh, you uh, want you want me to um to uh, I I uh. Hit me. I, j- I just, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't feel uh, comfortable. It's not, I, un- you know, no judgment if that is the thing that you are interested in. But for me, I just, the connotations of, I'm not a very uh, uh, physical uh, person, th- this current act accepted. So I'd, ra- I'd rather not just get into that territory at all. She then proceeded to cock me against the face. Oh, uh, no, I don't, that's, it's kind of a, a, a two-way street for me. I would, I would prefer to, uh, not hit you, nor, uh, be, be hit. If we, it, could we, uh, actually just, uh, uh, stop for a second and sort of discuss, uh, guidelines? She did not. Once again, a strike upon the face. Okay, seriously, because I have, there's sort of a, a, a childhood thing. I, my, I, my brother used to, uh, beat me up when I was a, child uh my my younger brother and um you know there was a running thing where my parents uh you know tried to send me to uh boxing lessons to try to learn how to defend myself i was like a rare kid where my parents were trying to encourage me to beat up my sibling because they uh, pitied me and my lack of self-defense instincts uh so they sent me to the boxing lessons and uh, that didn't work because then he was jealous of the fact that i had an outlet so I did that for about three years. I uh, hated it, uh, really built a complex around it. Uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, after I finally uh, received their permission to stop going to boxing lessons, he uh, began 
uh, taking boxing lessons, and then and then he became a professional boxer. So just the whole hitting thing. I'm not a violent person in, in sort of disposition, and also I just you know, it, it's it's sort of triggering to me. And and sex is its own. I mean, I'm still kind of just barely. Uh, you know, getting comfortable with existing as a, a sexual person. So the idea of bringing anything else into the equation is not really appetizing to me. She continued riding me throughout until I ejaculated ropes of cum. That was a selection from a chapter entitled The Writer. Here is a new chapter, chapter 17. Fifty Shades of Grief, my neurotic erotic memoirs. This chapter is titled The Actress. The Actress. I open the door to her boudoir. My rich musk was forming a buttery lather as my tumescent cock pulsated at the mere glimpse of her engorged butt cheeks. I clawed, pawed, and jawed at her flittering nipples while my beguiling balls demanded I must fuck you. I should also, I should, I should just probably note in advance, I, you know, I've been fighting a bit of a, a cold, uh, which I know is an appetizing thing. And I know you're on like a limited schedule because you have your flights booked for, I would, I would love to uh, uh, sleep with you. Uh, I'm, very, I'm very attracted to you physically and as a uh, person, but I just, I'm trying to, you know, I'm sick. I was hoping I was going to get better and taking a lot of Sudafed because uh, I knew uh, you were in town, limited window of opportunity. Not that I view this as like an opportunity. I view this as like a, a connection sort of thing. But, you know, want to strike while they are. Not strike. This is, I'm, 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 I'm putting my foot in my mouth here. But the point here is I just want you to know that I'm sick and maybe we shouldn't, you know, do uh, every – the mere thought, you know, uh, that this could have happened would probably be enough to uh, sustain me. Don't worry, she loudly whispered into my ear. I have a very, very strong immune system. Oh, that's weird. Like, um, is that like a, a like a, a drinking thing? Because I have like a friend who would always like brag about the fact that he had a really strong immune system and that he couldn't get sick, which he would like use as a brag when he wanted to take sips of our drinks when we were sick, which I then realized was like a part and parcel thing. That he had like such a, a alcohol dependency that he had sort of built up an immune system where nothing could break through to him. I just, I, you know, I'm I'm worried just because this is like us on the outset of, um, you know, the beginning of a potential relationship. Oh, that's what you think this is. I get. I mean, I don't. You know, I'm not. I'm not much of a like a, a, a no frills kind of. I, I, you know, I'm. I try to invest in in people. As a as a real thing, I want to make my bed somewhere, you know. So um, that's that's what I was thinking, uh, at least. Shut up and fuck me, she said, as I ejaculated ropes of cum. Chapter seventeen, the actress. This chapter, uh, I play with sort of a uh, fractured narrative in this book. So my final chapter is, in fact, the prequel uh, to the loss of my virginity, the age of 27. And uh, this chapter is entitled The Agriculturist. 
As I open the door to the room at the Radisson Inn, a rich musk radiated from my beguiling balls. A buttery lather formed around my tumescent cock as her engorged butt cheeks pressed against my flittering nipples. I clawed and I pawed and I jawed at her ropes of cum until we fucked. Then she began crying. Um, is, uh, is there, is everything, is there, uh, every, every, everything's okay? This isn't like a, like a physical thing. Cause I know, I know you've done this. I haven't done this, but you've done this before, right? Cause I, no judgment, obviously. I wish, I wish I'd done it, but I'm jealous of you in that regard. But, um, uh, I just, you know, this is out of my depth. I don't know. It's not a physical thing, she said. Oh, thank God. Okay. Not, I mean, I'm still very concerned for whatever is upsetting you. Um, what, what's, what's going on exactly? She stared up at the ceiling of the Radisson Inn. A buttery lather forming against the wallpaper. I just think about how much injustice there is in the world. So much suffering, human cruelty. Wow. So that's not that's not connected to the sex thing, right? That's that's just sort of an independent journey you're going on. I didn't. That's not. I didn't. I didn't do that, right? I mean, so I know I didn't cause injustice uh, worldwide, but I'm just trying to make sure that um, I didn't. Uh, I don't know. Say the wrong thing. Thank you very much. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. Wow. Elemento Jameson, mm. I've got to say, I am very turned on. <laughs> Thank you. I apologize for uh, knocking this podcast up to TVMA. Yeah, we, <laughs> You're a very good writer. We oh, should say you. this has primarily been an educational and children's podcast, yeah, no. um, so it's too late to put a warning on this episode. Yeah. But for the future ones, uh, if you are children and you're listening, just, you know, yeah. take if this we, knowledge. Look, if you ask me, those stories were educational. <laughs> <laughs> Catch my true. drift. Uh, we tend to, I think what we're going to have to do is, uh, you remember uh, like when you you were a kid and you uh, your family didn't have like the the pay channels and they would be all scrambled. <laughs> yes, we're yes. gonna have to do an audio version of your uh, right. entire Just a lot reading. Of yeah. Static. We're gonna yeah. put um, a lot of reverb on your right. voice and then yeah. a quick tumescent cock pumping through. Yeah, yes. you could just yes. barely yeah. hear. You're like, is yes. are they saying turtle <laughs> no. or tumescent? It's tumescent cock. Yeah. Yeah. That'll keep the kids up all night. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, speaking of tumescent cocks, mm-hmm. you have a really good vocabulary. Oh, thank you, thank you. Well, yes, I mean, uh, you know, I'm I'm a, a man of letters 
Yeah, a bunch of them, judging by how much you wrote. I have always believed that, uh, you know, uh, a formal education is a, is a ruse and a canard, mm. and anything worth learning in life uh, can be acquired with a thirst for knowledge and a library card and a, a few stays at a Radisson Inn. Oh, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Cheers to that. Oh, uh, many yeah. times I've yes. said that an, a <laughs> yes, good sir. education is a yes. rude canard. It's a rude canard. <laughs> and I, I just got to, that leads me to ask one how old are you uh i am 31 years old wow yes. wow you've got a very stately voice thank yeah you. thank you i worked on that yeah. and uh you know as implied in my reading i i only lost my virginity at the age of 27 yes so yeah i've been making up for lost time yeah yes. yeah you must have been writing Did quickly the, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so it wasn't the only thing Did i was the... doing quickly you know what i'm saying <laughs> so, several oh, yes. flagons of ale uh, to yes. that, just, Michael. Just, just want to yes. let the audience know that yes. we are clinking glasses every yes. time Elemento Jameson says something clever. Yes, this yes. episode and we will be doing it every time. I, I think so. This yeah. episode is sponsored by Franzia, Franzia <laughs> mm. Maroon. Yes. When you just got to drink something warm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Did the voice did the voice that uh you have now did, mm. uh, did you find that that uh happened as soon as you uh, lost your virgin- virginity, yeah, yeah, yes. I had yes. a, I had a sense that yes. the minute that the yeah. well, to use your words, ropes of cum mm. came yeah. out of your yes. tumescent cock, your yes. voice just dropped. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you might have noticed uh, in my readings mm. uh, both mm-hmm. how they were written, the sort of verbiage, the rhythms of the pattern, also my dramatic interpretation mm-hmm. of such. There was a bit of uh, code switching, would you say, yeah, yeah. Mm. between my more sort of deeply relaxed, confident. <laughs> it's so confident and deeply relaxed, it's almost putting me ill at ease. Right. I'm like, right. should, I be, yeah. should I be more relaxed? Something's yeah. about to, another uh, shoe is about to drop, and that is the character in your story. There's right. the narrator almost, and then the character. H- how do you balance these two? Uh, well, you know, the, the character is sort of, uh, you know, my id. Mm. And I am the ego. Mm. And they are at battle. Uh, in my two great arts, mm. which are, of course, uh, writing and fucking. <laughs> uh, so it's about finding the balance between the two. My yeah, two one, great... you can get a bachelor's degree in. One, yeah. uh, oh. one it's better to be a bachelor, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> to uh, a degree. We several degrees. To a degree. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ah, yeah, I guess my two degrees are jogging and crosswords. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel for me, you know, uh, all great Artists have mm. some sort of internal clash. Mm. Yes. And for me, there is the confident, sophisticated uh, seductor. Mm. And then once the clothes come off, there is a sniveling, <laughs> deeply <laughs> terrified. Uh, yes, neurotic word. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. And uh, we were talking about the language you use. Mm. I, and I. Tumescent cock? Yeah, tumescent cock. Yes. And Just but, name but a the name of the But yes. the switch into the, the neurotic mm. uh, character. The right. the, di- the dialogue is so true to life. Thank it's, you. Uh, you know. Almost felt unscripted. Yes. Yeah. Like you were just sort of doing a stream of consciousness from a deep recess of, of a lived experience. Well, yes. And and this is what I like to believe uh, differentiates me as an artist is that uh, for most people writing erotic fiction, uh, dialogue does not oft come into play because mm. it's largely a physical act. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the difference in the art of neurotic erotic fiction is there is copious amounts of dialogue. 
dialogue almost During enough the act, to yeah. make yes. you forget, are we having sex? Is there going to be a climax? Is this all exposition? Which I, I, I right. love the twist when you, there's right. just so much dialogue going on, and then suddenly the narrator comes back in and says, by the way, we were having sex this whole time. Right, and yeah. that's one of these things, you know, uh, with the novelistic form, uh, you are able to get to certain aesthetic truths, represent mm. things, mm-hmm. Uh, in a way that is far less literal, but far more mm, emotional. Uh, And one of those things I'm trying to get at is that feeling that I have experienced in my life of, I don't know if we are still having sex or not. Yeah. I try to hide that in the language. Yeah. You know, through the four. I I can relate to that. There have been times where... um, my thrusting has slowed so much. Mm, mm, yes. And the energy has shifted from a hot, sweaty right. to still pale and sweaty that I'm wondering, oh, what am I doing here? I got to go. Right. And, and then you get a lot of that really rich, what I find is sort of my, uh, my nectar that I try to mm. tap into in the center of my stories, that sort of uh, a very jumbled, mm. a sort of sentence fragment based <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, back and forth. And it's very much about you, I would very say. Very much. Yeah. Sometimes the, when just the one character is talking, it's, it's Almost, it doesn't seem like a monologue. It still seems like a dialogue because the character seems to be talking to himself, playing off his right. own thoughts. Right. Yeah. One could read that the sort of subtext is that, uh, you know, the the partner in the lovemaking would like to just continue lovemaking. Mm-hmm. And that uh, my character, and it is a character, you know, <laughs> yes, I mean, we clearly. always transform yeah. ourselves, clearly. even in autobiography, we put ourselves in quotes. Uh, my character cannot get out of his own fucking way, mm. I would say that's sort of a through line in the stories. But I mean, can't we all agree as three white intellectuals at this table that straight white intellectuals? And Uh, also we have to mention that uh, Michael and I did just come out as white on the podcast. That just happened a few episodes ago. And we're men. Um, That the best lovemaking is deeply intellectual. Mm, the yes. body is not to be trusted. No. Uh, love no, it's full of lies. and sex is something kind of a, a mental battlefield. Mm-hmm. You want to be constantly questioning your partner, questioning yourself, throwing in uh, things from your childhood, uh, dissecting every little moment. And yes. if you let your body take over, then you're not in control. No, I, I think the worst uh, uh, sex imaginable is organic, natural, and instinctual. Yeah. Yeah. Because what would that... Sex ooh. without thought? No. No, thank no. you. No. No, yeah. I want so much thought that I'm not thinking about the sex that I'm having, because if I was thinking about it, gosh, I'd get scared. Too much intimacy. And, and once again, these are stories of myself as a younger man. I mean, this is sort yeah, of... This was, this was upwards of four years ago. Yes, putting down on paper, you right. know, the tales of a man finding his footing. And now I think I have ascended to greater heights as a lover, where I initiate <laughs> conversations about basic scheduling for the week. Right. Adult things. Yes. So you're, you've got one hand touching a butt and the other hand is in your notes app on your iPhone remembering to write down all the groceries. You right. Need and a gorge butt cheek. Yeah. But, and you know, gorge, I mean, that's what separates yeah. the interviewer from the <laughs> writer. I love those adjectives. Really yes, powerful thank you. stuff. Thank you. In, uh, in each of the stories you read mm. from, uh, from the book, uh, it always began with uh, your musk. It would mm. talk about uh, buttery musk, buttery yeah. musk, <laughs> yes. and I started to to wonder if maybe, it, you know, it wasn't so much, you know, like uh, 
pheromones or, or like an attractive scent, but more of just a nervousness scent. A very, once I, once very, I heard the very, character. That happens very with very my possible. dog. When my yes. dog gets nervous, there's sort yes. of a smell of chlorine and fish right. that right. fills right. the room. A, mm. a, a skunk-esque sort yeah. of defense yeah. mechanism. Yeah. Stress smell. <laughs> yes, it's Coming out of, much in my dog's case, the anal glands. A stress smell. Yes, I've, I've, uh, through time, I mean, once again, stories of a much younger man. Yes. Through time, learned that, in fact, that is what I had been ah. misdiagnosing mm. as a buttery musk. Mm. Oh, okay, That, in okay. fact, it is sort of yeah. a, a fear pheromone meant to, uh, I don't know, uh, scare <laughs> off. Yeah. Uh, potential <laughs> suitors. Something to just say, give me 20 minutes. Give me 20. <laughs> I need to sort of. Yes. Uh, so, Elemental, I'm wondering, and, you know, tell me if this is too intimate to ask, but I'm mm-hmm. wondering... What made you become a writer? Mm, uh, well, I mean, what uh, uh, makes one become human? I oh, shoot! You know, parents uh, fucking. What makes one become a father? Well, I guess that would also be parents fucking. Or <laughs> right. I I don't recall ever choosing to become a writer. Hmm. If you it catch was my drift, forced upon you. No, no, I mean, oh. in a sense, perhaps by whatever force exists out there greater than our own understanding. But uh, I never considered anything else. Mm. And I also flunked out of elementary school. So I'd say those gotcha. were two factors at play. Both equally sort of important. Right. I sort of uh, missed the pipeline mm. that would, would perhaps, in, uh, in a traditional, uh, if you want to be a sheep, yeah. direct you towards a sort of functional uh, form of adulthood. Yeah. And fortunately... Uh, Applicable skills. Unfortunately, mm. yes. being a creative does not require schooling it does at not. all. Yeah. We know that definitively. Yeah. I can actually really relate to that because... Mm. Because I um, also was sort of wandering in my youth, in in my 20s, just going from uh, college campus to summer abroad to summer at sea to semester at a different campus and just sort of tasting from the berries of different bushes of life and learning. Kind of sounds like you you were kicked out of a bunch of schools. I was... Uh, let's say I was just running a little faster than my adventures could keep up to me. Right. Um, and then I it came time to to find a job. And I would say that I, I didn't have any skill as a writer. Mm-hmm. I was not particularly talented, nor no. did I have stories to tell. I would say that, too. But my daddy was very rich. Yes. And yes. so my daddy, my rich daddy got yes. me, um, you know, an iMac and he introduced me to his friend, Peter Penguin, mm. and uh, let's just say that got me my first book deal. Sure. No, I mean, a uh, similar story here. I would say, in short, my upbringing was uh, Billy Madison-esque, mm. mm-hmm. uh, minus the inciting incident of Billy Madison, where he is forced to then finish school. Right. He's also pretty, I'd say he's pretty charismatic. Right. I would say minus that as well. Right. But a uh, rich father uh, sure. probably allowed me to suckle at the teat for too long. Mm. Yeah. Uh, hung out with Norm Macdonald a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, Norm. Norm. What a wit. Uh, what a rakish wit he has. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool, man. Yeah, so I, you know, uh, I don't know if I found writing, writing found me, mm. uh, you know, but it, it now feels like there was no other way. Right, right. When you look back on it, it's like, how could you take it. any other pass? Right. right. And and what, um, did you start as neurotic erotic or did you, did you do any short stories? Were you a novelist? Were you trying anything out or did you just get right into disappointing sex or, and then putting it on the page? Or were you trying to write erotic, but then you look back and you're like, 
this is neurotic erotic. I'm creating a whole new genre here. Well, uh, you know, it is said that genius is often uh, uh, 99% perspiration, 1% inspiration. Mm -hmm. So I was banging at those doors of the muses for a long time trying to find my calling. Uh, I would say it was not truly until I found out how to bust a nut that uh, the words started flowing to me in a way that felt uh, productive, inspired. Almost like your uh, it was uh, the it's ink from uh, flowing from the pen that was already attached to your body. Ink. Let's not be crass. Uh, Colin, what so the? sorry. Colin, I'm so seriously, sorry. Seriously, so pull sorry. it together. Yeah, I'm. I'm really sorry. Not in front of our guests. Uh, yeah, so please. sorry. Yeah, and uh, our 13 year old audio engineer. Yeah, come sorry. on. I'm really sorry. Come on. Sorry, everyone. I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, I would say I I dipped my quill into several different fields of uh, writing for a period uh, of time. Are, are you gentlemen uh, familiar with the uh, Four Dummies books? Yes, yeah, the books that teach dummies how to do things. Right. Yeah. So I uh, I wrote several of those on spec. Uh, <laughs> uh, just sort of taking well, a format and trying. So like, well, like what what, uh, well, what kind of that's uh, a refillable? Right? Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, like exactly. what would be your for they've dummies? They've done a lot of yeah. them. I yeah. say they've covered a lot so of. So like, big what was stuff. your spec for dummies? What was my your? If you could one? just do six right off the top. Yeah, yeah I'll 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 jump in. Uh, my big one, of course, was uh, for dummies for dummies. Oh, which was a great. guide to write yes. for dummies books. Which is you know that's that's smart because then you're also laying out for yourself. How am I going to do more of these? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's that, like I love when a filmmaker when their first film is about films oh, you know oh my favorite type of first film is a film school graduate who goes back home kind of aimless doesn't know what to do everyone's yeah. like hey Spielberg how's it going reconnects with the one that got away yeah, yeah. and she inspires him to move to LA and write some bullshit <laughs> yeah some fucking hack work I love when you uh, watch a movie and yes. you know that you're seeing the limit of the experience this person has had. 100%. Yeah. Like, this and, is hey, the only experience they've had. There's nothing else. And I, oh, you know my favorite they, thing is when those writers, uh, directors, do a promotional tour and talk about the process of coming up with the idea for the film. Yeah, mm. well, I went to eight uh, years of uh, film school, right. and then this is and what we had. And I wrote that. Right. Right. You know I, what of they course, say. went to school in the Northeast. I felt like that wouldn't work for this character, so I chose that he would, in fact, be in a USC graduate. <laughs> like, that was the biggest fucking choice they made. <laughs> And it's pretty risky because you got to envision a whole other coast. You have to envision a whole other coast, and the people are just so different, so different. <laughs> and you got to say, you know, they they always that famous quote: "Write what you know, even if what you know fucking sucks." Yeah, yeah. Hey Spielberg, <laughs> are you supposed to be out there making some fucking blockbuster or something? Oh God, nobody understands. Oh it. man, I wish it worked like that. So you know, just, and this is a sample. Of course, that's of one course. of the scripts and, I wrote. And I, I, similarly, I love when there are uh, shows. Written by comedians about comedians. It's oh, funny. Like, it's like, yes, this is an interesting profession. Your world is so interesting. When yeah. I go and see live comedy, which yeah. I do about eight nights a week because I'm a here. freak for the stuff. Same here. Um, you also don't have a calendar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, nor do I have dependents. Right. And uh, I look at the comedian and I'm I'm cracking up. I am right. just laughing so loud, loud enough that everybody else in the room knows that I I'm really get it. Busting a gut. I'm busting a gut, much yes. as the way your character busts nuts. Yes. And I, what I'm thinking is, gosh, I wish I could see not this funny stuff I'm getting right, right now. There are. It's the thing they work hard to produce. Yeah, I don't want to see the final product. I want to watch this painter paint. What? Yeah. 
led to this joke? What is the story behind this joke? I want to see who they talked to at the bar after the joke. (laughs) Oh, that's why Howl was such a good movie. And and, and here's another thing for mm. me. I watch comedians on stage, and my thought all the time is, but do they fuck? Mm. You know, and it's like, give me a three-season HBO show in Mm. which we find out the exact sex acts that this doughy comedian (laughs) performs on other people. Because it's going to be quirky as hell. Oh, no question. And what I would love is to cast um, very funny, talented female actors and comedians in that and then have them get naked, even if it doesn't add to the plot at all or the quality. I think that's really cool to just sort of like um, force someone into nudity for no reason. And people, of course, as you said, with uh, uh, formal acting backgrounds, years of training, real solid toolboxes to pull from. Get naked! That is the full depth of what you ask them to do as a character. But of course... Your comedian cronies well, <laughs> who have no interest in acting, in fact, often make fun of acting. Yeah, you give and them do a bad job at emotional arcs. <laughs> a whole life to this rich person who really life. doesn't seem to have a life, and get them back like, episode ah, after fucking episode. Fucking hack work. They pay you to say some shit. That like, let rem- me give them a five episode arc. <laughs> That reminds me a little bit of some of your stories where mm. these female characters, I, I keep thinking, who are they? Uh, what do they feel? What are they yes, experiencing? Irrelevant. Right. <laughs> although but I do I get the oh, flittering why, nipples. Why, although, wildly irrelevant. Although I will say that, uh, what was the name of the first chapter? Uh, you, the you, first chapter, of course, was called The Writer. The Writer. So, yeah. the, so each of the chapters were named after uh, the women's professions. Yes. Which so, I thought was a very... Uh, yeah. And they say, I don't write backstory. <laughs> yeah. But it was, a, it was just a, you know, it's just sort of was like... Like, this is also a part of their world. They're not just sexual beings in your uh, stories. They're a writer. They're an actor. They're an agriculturist. They have one job. In the same way, in a romantic comedy, you perhaps find out that the man is an architect and the woman Mm -hmm. runs an art gallery. Uh, And just because you asked earlier, my six for dummies were, of course, (laughs) uh, for dummies, for dummies. Uh, Then when that didn't sell, I wrote how to sell for dummies, for dummies. Again, you're teaching yourself the tools you need. That's smart. Did not sell. Uh, crash test dummies for dummies, which of course was about the uh, mm band. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes. Then crash test dummies for dummies, which of course was about the series of PSAs that then turned into yep. a very successful toy line and one 30-minute animated special that never got picked up to series. Uh, that's a solid four. Uh, mummies for dummies, uh, pretty self-explanatory. Ooh, a little Yikes. spooky, that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, uh, maybe only put that one on the shelves in October. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> my <laughs> yeah don't let uh, Tom Cruise come around that one. Right. And, you know, right, yes. He's famously a mummy. Right. And uh, will kill the franchise dead. And then, of course, the last one was um, uh, Botany for Dummies. Oh, okay. Yeah, which they just never got to it. I just thought there was a, an opening there. Just an idea. I know nothing if not how to fill openings. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the audience, we are Very clinking nice. glasses uh, double again. Double clink on that one. Oh, wow. Wow. So, your younger brother beat you up? A lot. <laughs> a lot. What? A tremendous no, no, amount. I know it was lightly fictionalized. Was that based on... Uh, was that based on uh, yeah, no embellishment there. No embellishment okay. there. Okay. Okay. Straight from the One source. to one. You one to, to take, one. Uh, Short walk. Bo- boxing classes to boxing uh, classes, to uh, yes. to uh, learn how to defend yourself. Yes. Um, I similarly uh, similarly uh, when I uh, was young had my parents forced me into uh, gymnastics. Oh they wow! Did, yeah, as yeah. a form of self defense. Yeah. Well, it was a kick gymnastics, sort of like kickboxing. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I know. Yes. I know. Yeah. Your parents often they said, "Colin, just get away. Whatever situation get away. you're in, get away. Get away. Tumble." Yeah. 
roll, do whatever you got to yeah. do. Like, they, uh, they, yeah, they leap. They, you must. They, mm-hmm. they enrolled me. Monkey in, bar away uh, in over uh, the horse. Uh, you know, uh, a track mm-hmm. class, but it was mostly so that I would be able to run fast enough right. away from any yeah, potential course, problems. Course, yeah. Well, your parents just saw you as a person who had a lot of things to escape. Yeah, Colin, did you? Um, were you? We were talking about these. Uh, First times making love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just how is that? We haven't checked in a little in a little while. How's all that going? How is it going with my first time making love? <laughs> Any progress on that front? You know what? No, I really I can't make heads or tails of this uh, whole thing. Uh, um, heads I'm a or bit tails. In, I'm a heads <laughs> or tails. What's he trying to fuck? A coin <laughs> or Sonic? Yeah, Sonic's friend. <laughs> heads or tails. <laughs> Uh, I do spend a lot of my time indoors. That joke half tracks. <laughs> well, maybe good. What if I said getting head from tails? Now we're well, halfway yes, through a Sonic I mean, I game. Mean, now you're halfway through yeah. a, a getting, ripping yarn. Oh, getting head, getting tail. <laughs> Doctor Robotnik. <laughs> mm. Uh, so mm. I don't leave the house a lot. Mm. So uh, yeah, that yeah. makes uh, that makes it difficult. You're pretty busy writing. Yes. Well, at least that's what I say. Right. I at least have a pen and a pad out all the time. Mm. Yeah, you um, were you couldn't make it to my birthday party or um my baby shower that I threw in anticipation of hoping to have a baby. Mm-hmm. No. And I I'm going to be honest, I probably won't make it to your baby's birthday party well, either. That's okay. It ended up we didn't it didn't stick. <laughs> <laughs> so didn't and take. so so didn't and and then I'm guessing. Uh, wait, wait, did you have a baby shower before? We like, had, we had the idea. You, like, we celebrated. Let's have a baby. Yeah, and, and then so you had, had a baby great, shower. Let's have a baby yeah. shower, and then we decided this sounds bad. Okay, because that would be it. That'd be a lot. We decided a lot darker. We're gonna go. If, uh, <laughs> no, no, it wasn't a miscarriage. We just decided let's go to Mykonos instead. What is you know? I mean, uh, of course, the famous term: uh, April showers bring May flowers. But what do May flowers bring? A baby, one would think. Or so pilgrims. I, I understand you. <laughs> clink's That's just something clink I wrote. Some glasses. Let's, let's, yeah, we'll do, do, it. Yeah, let's do it. A quick round of clinks here. No, I was going to say I can understand your line of thinking that perhaps the shower would then produce a baby. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yes. it didn't. Yeah, again, it just didn't happen. We thought about. It. I, I'd like to celebrate you, as soon as I have the idea. For my first, I've had seventeen yeah. book release parties. <laughs> I've yet to write a book. Just for the job you want. So do you throw ha- the party for the thing you have not <laughs> yeah. finished yet? Do you have like a lot of uh, babies' clothes and? Uh, well, again, my th- father's very rich. He invented Nestle morsels. But I mean, mm. like, were people at these baby showers giving you tons of gifts for babies you never had? Let's just say I can't take a step in my house without putting my foot on a rattle. You uh-huh. know, I gotta be honest. I never knew. You were of the Westchester Morsels. I didn't yes, know you yeah, were from yeah, the yeah. Morsels family. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's just, uh, I don't talk about it a lot because sure, I don't want to be defined by that, even though no. it's the most interesting thing about me. No question. Um, but yeah, we uh, we had our winters in Westchester's mm. and our summers in Rye. So <laughs> that was just sort of kind of bouncing around between uh, between that. I would love to get to the Hamptons someday. Yeah. Did, now, did you ever summer in Hershey? <laughs> Um, yes, but only the park. Right. Well, you have to. I, I you gotta change it. You gotta change it up. Never summer where you winter. No, no. I had my bris in the Hershey's uh, roller coaster. Of course. Um, As now, one does. Uh, Elemento Jameson, uh, mm. we were hoping that we could maybe take some of your erotic writing and apply it to 
the past because Colin and I have read or said we've read hundreds of hundreds of words mm. and a mm. lot of them in books. Mm. And a lot of those books are on lists that we looked up uh, to be able to drop those names at parties. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the Mayor one- Pete's list, you read that one? Uh, yeah, I mean Ulysses, right? Yeah. He said, "Ooh, that's a book that we've often claimed to have read." Yes, yeah, yes. I mean, that's why he's my kind of candidate. <laughs> it's important to culturally connect with someone who has the same lies that you spread at exactly. parties. Yes, so exactly. exactly. Yes. yes. So we were hoping you could help us Pokemon Go to work and mm-hmm. um, really uh, very clever turn of phrase. There. <laughs> Thank you. I just came up with it, yeah. and it is timely. And yeah. maybe we could just look at literature mm-hmm. and maybe find ways to spice it up a little bit. You know, oh, well, I would say I detective Pikachu's to take you up on your offer. Mew too. <laughs> so speaking of the Hamptons, uh, mm. the Great Gatsby's uh, yes. one Ooh. where I'm just thinking the Jazz Age, flappers, a yeah. dead body in a pool. Yeah. I uh, there's so much sexual tension in this book, yeah. and but the thing never pops. And if you ask me, it's a quick punch up right there in the title, the Great Fapsy. <laughs> I think the book. Ooh, that just yeah. rolls off the must yeah, be about good. because of course this is the book about the man who makes the big claims, has yes. a big house full yes. of the books. He's never read. I think a thing that mm-hmm. rings true for all of us. Yeah. Bravado. A or, lot of image. And But then we're seeing it through the eyes of this. I mean, this is just something that's coming to me now, but somewhat of an unreliable narrator. Ooh. Right. And that's, I believe his name is Nick. What if Nick is just jerking off the whole time like a perv? <laughs> well, this was my, this was my take. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We meet Daisy Chain. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Continue. You're getting there faster than I can run. <laughs> I say we meet Nick Calloway. He is a young man who is quite a professional fapper. He meets the great Gatsby himself. Yeah. And I believe that's his proper name. Yeah. (laughs) And the uh, great, the is his first name. Great is his middle name. Gatsby's his last name. Right. And, and this man gets play. Oh, baby, Mm. he's money and he doesn't even know it. A great term that I love hearing, especially in. I don't know, industry meetings. Mm-hmm. You'd be uh, surprised how often executives oh, bring it up gross. when giving script notes. He gets play. Huh. And I'm guessing they're not talking about the New York theater scene. <laughs> no, they yeah. are not talking about Ben Brantley, a man who truly does get play. <laughs> and now, so we, just a, just a quick, to just for, the, for our, the, for the, our the audience, twist to the book we've is established that, that I'm a, a virgin on the, on the <laughs> podcast now. Fappers and play, just for our audience members, right. real quick, right. what are we talking That's about? That's the difference between men who jerk it and men who work it. Gotcha. And I feel like uh, Nick is a young man who jerks it, he meets a man who he assume works and at the end he realizes it's a house of cards and in fact he is the great fapsby and all he does is fap i mean but ding done if we could put a ding sound in there that would be great but i think we just got a note from the podcast that they can no longer add notes so what about a round of clinks (laughs) it'll have to do okay next okay so uh the grapes of wrath. I'd just say we change it to the grapes of ass. Next. Yeah, I'm glad you did that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one I was thinking would be kind of fun that I haven't read since I was young mm-hmm. is Holes. Oh. <laughs> hmm, this is this, a tricky one yeah, to find a way this in. One, yeah, they this are one, teenagers, but yeah. Shia LaBeouf is in that book and he's older now. This yes. one feels like there's nothing we can really... I don't see any turn of phrases or anything that we can do with this Okay, one. hear, this me, out, hear okay. me out. Hear okay. me out. Hear me out. Holes are round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're sort of deep. Right? They, oh, have okay. a, they have a yeah. depth to them, so, yeah. right? Some dimension. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can put things in them. 
yeah. take things out of them. Sure. Perhaps put them in and take them out over and over again. Yeah, over Rapidly and over again. Thrusting. Right? Now, I don't know yeah. if you guys get what I'm laying out here, but okay. perhaps we call the book Balls. <laughs> And is in fact about <laughs> oh both testicles. around both around. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and take them in, you pull them out. <laughs> yes. Yep. Well, no, I'm not talking about basketballs. I'm talking about like, testicles. And Colin, you'll, about testicles. Colin, you'll learn this later once you've had sex. But <laughs> it's a lot of ball work. A lot of ball. I'd work. say it's ninety percent ball work. And so, I mean, okay. why do you think Michael Jordan is the Michael Jordan of set? <laughs> That's that's how he got the name. He knows how to handle that ball. Yeah, that's how he got the name. Okay, <laughs> he got the nickname Michael Jordan. Yeah, now because he's um, Michael Jordan of balls. What about uh, <laughs> what about crime and punishment? Mm. <laughs> Kinky. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> A little bit. No, I don't, for yes. for people who are regular listeners, Michael uh, does a very good Ricky Gervais. Uh, yeah. Are you having a wife? Oh my in? god, he does a very good impression of one of Ricky Gervais's characters yes. in Extras, right. and a I character do, in a character. Yes. and I do a decent Carl Pennington. <laughs> yes. So for Crime and Punishment, mm-hmm. um, it's a famous book about how bad Russia is yeah. and how cold winter is, and about how if you do the crime, you got to pay the time and mm. punishment. Yeah. When was this book written? Uh, spring of 2019? Oh. Oh. I feel like, God. am I reading a, a historical <laughs> novel or the front page of the New York Post? Yeah, why don't we move it forward a few years, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know? Okay, uh, so we're going to make crime and punishment take place in the future. Yeah, yes. and we're going to call it fucking in Russia. Yeah. How about that? Okay, that's pretty good. I and know so, a, way, a quick way to warm things up. <laughs> yeah, so catch my and dress. so maybe it's, because uh, I know a lot of the book is about a person doing a crime and then feeling bad about it for about 500 pages. So maybe the that crime. doesn't track in, in the modern age. No. As okay. we know, of course, the modern man commits a crime, denies it for years and years and years, yep. somehow gets acquitted. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All I like charges that. dropped. So maybe the crime is going on to a naughty website to look at mm-hmm. stuff. Right. We'll just leave it at that because I'll leave that. I'll leave that up to Dostoevsky. Right. You spend about five hundred pages with the character just adamantly denying that he ever went to the website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, on his work computer. Like, on right, his work computer. He, he doth protest too much. Mm-hmm. No one even asked him about the website, and he's bringing it up of his own All volition. All the time. And then when finally uh, he has his day in court, everybody's just sort of like, whatever, no big deal. It's not worth it. Right. Let's let him walk. Yeah. That's pretty fun. Good. I feel suddenly quite sad. Yeah. Me too. How about Moby Dick? Moby Dick, another tough one. The one that got away. Another mm. tough one. Yeah, this is another tricky one. I'm not seeing a clear way in Moby right off the bat. Electronic music. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. I think He's you bald, might. I think you bald. might be onto something. Queequeg. Queequeg. Starbucks. These are just characters right. in the book. Queequeg mm. was one of the uh, shipsmen in Return of the Jedi. So I, I feel like that's really first. Oh, are you a Star Wars fan, Elemento no, Jameson? No, no, oh, okay. no, no, no. I'm just, I would say I'm specifically a Return of the Jedi fan. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I only like the prequels. Yes. No, that's a great opinion. Yeah. Uh, no, I hate Star Wars. I, I think it's mm-hmm. uh, unsophisticated. Child's uh, play. Child's yeah. play. Yeah. But of course, we all know on Jabba's skiff, there was Queequeg. That was that's just, we all know. Yeah, that's just common knowledge. These are just names that yeah. you get on first watch. Skiffman. Just sort of just comes right in. Yes. Not we the, all know these names that are never yeah. stated explicitly. Not the in sort the of thing that you'd have to push out important things like the names of friends and family members and no. birth dates no, no, and no. stuff. So we all know Queequeg, and yeah. that feels like that's fertile territory. Okay, so like you might have been onto something with Moby, the electronic musician. Right. What if we just took that title? 
put a apostrophe and an S after Moby. Moby's dick. And he uses a lightsaber to fuck a whale. Yeah. And it's all pictures instead of words. I remember when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Mm. And someone told me that uh, Moby had hit on their older sister, and I thought that was the coolest thing <laughs> I had ever heard. How do you mm. feel about that now? I, I mean, still, it's still. only grown colder with <laughs> colder I, with time. I it's pretty. It's almost cold. It's almost uh, ice cold. on ice right now. Yeah. Yes. I might regret saying this, but <laughs> I was once told that my ex sister in law was stalked by Wallace Shawn. <laughs> You guys remember Wallace Shawn, the indubitably guy from My Dinner with Andre? Who knows if you'll regret saying that, but I can tell you, I regret hearing it. (laughs) Yeah, followed around for a long time in Park Slope. Well, deeply upsetting. A a fact I hate. Yeah. Well, let's clean the palette with uh, Tale of Two Cities, Tale of Two Titties. Boom, done. The right amount. Okay. For once, the right amount. Okay, what about On the Road? On the Road. Ooh, Road Chode. Okay, On the Chode. Flan, Flan, Fla, Fa. Flan, Fa. We got two food items. Jazzy. What about fucking on the road? Okay, that's I think that's a quick pass. Okay. Yeah. Um. It feels good. That <laughs> book already had a lot of fucking. Did. I mean, it's another book, of course, that I tell people I've read and have not. Oh, yeah. Well, you know yeah. the important parts. He did drugs. Right. In between writing the book, uh, between writing chapters, he would go back and stay in his mother's basement, which is what all cool authors do. Right. Yeah. And he just had experiences, which yeah. is actually... um. Yeah, that's she handjobs cool. him. He handjobs her. He handjobs right. the other him. And then you just find yourself out in the desert. Yeah. It's just a good a good tale of Americans just really hanging out. Hey, I mean, how how uh, uh, <laughs> just how, how apt is that that the book that inspires many people to leave college and just live man was in fact written by a man who omitted the sections where he went back home and lived in his mother's basement. <laughs> I know. You, if fitting. he put those Pretty in, fitting. if he put those in, do you think there would have be as is, many people rushing well, to leave college? You, that right. is the job of an editor, right? Because they leave college, you gotta kill your darlings, and then they end up in the basement. They go, "What am I doing? This is not what Kerouac wrote." And that's like, yeah. actually, yeah, yeah. Kerouac's yeah. up in heaven, winking, yeah. saying, yeah. "Hey, you're right on track, old I pal." Yep. Tricked you. <laughs> Good. Was that? That was a fun little voice. Well, thank you. I I do uh, fully work on the side. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I, that's the one thing that I would add to the reading that you did was it, the language was so flowery and descriptive mm. but gosh i wish i could hear the scloosh's oh can i uh, do a quick uh, yeah, pass? We, i think we, yeah if you, you put can them edit in now them back we'll, in. we'll put them in yeah yeah yeah, yeah maybe so let's flag us- our, your 13 year old engineer here <laughs> and yeah. we're gonna put some of the the scloosh's <laughs> and skadoosh's you want to just do some there. wild some wild yeah, uh, yeah. scloosh's and yeah nuganoosh as uh, <laughs> what was that what kevin smith used to say <laughs> snoochy boochies okay ready <laughs> Let's just do, I'm going to just do some wild sounds here. Okay. And I'm just going to take my own slate. Elemental Jamestown. Principato Young. Snoochies boochies. And could you give us just one quick, just one thrust? 
That's perfect. Great. And then we'll just uh, we'll leave a pause right here where we can uh, take a bit of the the reading and, and just put those in just yeah. so people right. can hear We'll cut them. that all throughout. Yeah. A legal Zoom ad, you'll play something else. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, our only sponsor is um, Big Knives. Oh, Big Knives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And they have been, someone's been sending me a lot of them. <laughs> I don't know if it's them, but I've been getting a lot of Big Knives in the mail. Big Knives and Legal Zoom, both founded by uh, OJ uh, legal team <laughs> member Robert Shapiro. <laughs> Gosh, I wish we had more ads on this show. (laughs) But alas, we just have to fill that time. Mm. Speaking of time, sadly, our time here is almost up. But fortunately, that means it's time for one of our favorite segments, something that we've been really that we just came up with, not out of feeling like we had to have a segment to make the show more listenable. Of course. And I I didn't just remember that this is a segment Mm. we do. No, the fans love it. They're constantly asking for it. It's fun for us to do. It never backfires. And it feels natural. Mm. And it's a hit. It's honestly a hit. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. people, fans have been animating it. Uh, (laughs) Listeners have been animating it, putting Mm. that up online. Sorry, I should say listener. So uh, in the bit, it's, what did we decide? What do we call it? Epilogues? No, I we have no. to come up with something better. Yeah, I, I I don't think we appendix words footnotes. Uh, no, footnotes, footnotes is a addendums, other thing we do. Addendums? Ooh, let's say addendums. Yeah, let's go addendums. Yeah, addendums. I love, and this is, we have to uh, again stress Loose. that this is a bit that our listeners love they and love it. has it been happened. yet unnamed until just now. It's yeah. been happening every single podcast for the last three. They podcasts. would call by it for it by name <laughs> if a name existed, or, and if we were somewhere that they could call for it. Sure. You know, where we try not to be in public. No more live shows. Yeah. And on never. Twitter, we don't tweet enough for people to find us. No. Mm-mm. So, yeah, All basically. smart things for the brand. What yep. we do yes. is uh, we just say the name of our upcoming book and mm. the first line. Okay. Um, so uh, I can go first unless, Colin, were you? Is that no, spark please. in your no, eye? No, Fear or no, excitement? No, no. Uh, uh, no, this is pure joy to share my next uh, book. But why don't you go ahead and go first? Okay, sure. So mine, uh, obviously, I've been working on it for about seven years, and it's called Winter in the Capital. Here's the first line, which my editor will kill me, but... I sipped the coffee smooth and slow, and down my throat, the coffee... (laughs) Sorry, I'll... um... (laughs) Let me start again. <laughs> I sipped the coffee smooth and slow, and down my throat, the coffee flowed. The beans were wet. The juice was hot. This coffee made me have a thought. Why do I drink this nasty stuff? I love it so much, even in the buff. For yes, I drink my coffee naked. In the winter, in the capital, I am forsaken. So it's sort of wow. a long rhyming book. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an interesting choice to start your book off with a poem. Yeah. Well, the whole thing is the a poem. whole thing's a poem. And is this a uh, picture book? No, it's no. one long poem. Great. Um, it's so far, it's. Do you know what an epic is? Mm-hmm. This is the opposite of that. Please, yes. It's a very yes. narrowly focused, right. I would say, 700 uh, page poem. Yeah. Um, but there's. Uh, the, it changes the rhyme scheme all the time. And for a lot of it, yeah, actually, I'll take it back. There are a lot of pictures. That's a good question. What is the opposite of an epic? I guess just like a. A minute? <laughs> A teeny. <laughs> I think the opposite of an epic's just a just a teeny a little teensy. day. A teensy. Uh, Colin, you want to hit us with something good? I would love to. Now, as good. we and what I love about this is it brings the energy right down to the base, uh, yeah. the starting point of zero. You gotta so end, end. Yeah. You yeah, gotta yeah, yeah. end low. 
It's sort of like a what do they call it? Like a bell, a bell curve, or a yeah, parabola? Bell yeah, curve. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, <laughs> as we've established, mm. I'm a virgin. Congratulations. <laughs> this is now, I guess, part of my character. We call him the Unsullied, <laughs> and not just because he hasn't seen so, that movie. <laughs> and now, and also you're missing as, out. <laughs> and can I give you some advice? If yep. you're going to watch Sully, uh, you should do it in July. <laughs> okay, that's a joke for people who have seen Sully. Should have done so, it in July. So my uh, upcoming book uh, is sort of, as we've also established, mm. I spend a lot of in, uh, si- uh, time inside. Mm. And that's why I'm not meeting people. Inside a partner? Uh, uh, no, I wish. Uh, inside my, my home. Oh, okay. Not going outside. Yeah. Uh, so my upcoming book is entitled <laughs> uh, The First Time A Dream A Wish. <laughs> And the first line. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited for this. Uh, I can't wait. It's going to be so good. Everyone's going to be so happy. Oh, man, I can't wait to read more. I'm really anticipating that almost as much as I'm anticipating you losing your virginity, <laughs> which is canonical. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I can't wait for it to hit bookshelves, mm. uh, you know. Uh, but, yeah, uh, that's my that's my upcoming book. Elemento uh, Jameson, you want to bring us home? Yeah, I mean this is this is very ripe. You have to understand this. Sure. Is, this is some green text here. It's mm-hmm. hot off the press. <laughs> the ink is still wet, but I've been trying to branch out into genre. Oh, okay. So I've been working on my first neurotic erotic sci-fi. Oh my god. It's called Fahrenheit <laughs> 450 come. <laughs> And this I, is just, I mean, this. Can I pitch you another title? Please. Fahrenheit 469. A hard pass. <laughs> doesn't flow. Does not. Also, flow. doesn't rhyme. Doesn't rhyme. Doesn't okay. rhyme. Doesn't rhyme. And I'm t- once again, the ink is wet. <laughs> yep. On this. The ink is wet to the touch. <laughs> is this, has it started? No. I am. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll tell you what I'm else is as I'll, wet I'll, as this ink. I know. I'll tell you what else is going to be wet to the touch. Our listeners, after oh, you're done oh, reading this first penis. line. Okay, so this might. is this is just the first line of Fahrenheit 450 come. Just stretch it out. A neurotic, erotic sci-fi fantasia. <laughs> Rich musk, buttery, lather, tumescent cock engorged butt cheeks flittering nipples beguiling balls clawed pawed jawed at those ropes of cum this is fahrenheit 450 cum wow chills it's wet and, and it's, I, wet. it's wet but you Subject know what to change i love that you are branching out mm-hmm. and the way mm. you branched out was by t- uh, saying the name of the title at the end of, of yeah the i was expecting I something like here i am in space or the alien squirted but this was good no, this was good this gave you the title and if you want to just get a few more wild squishes and squishes we can put them into that uh, i think we have time well. for one more yeah. squish okay Pooch to the nooch, nugga nooch. Amazing. <laughs> um, and lastly, do you have any advice for any young aspiring writers who might be listening? I would. I, I would recommend. When does this episode come out? Probably a year. Okay, great. Uh, oh, I, I thought we were just talking. Yeah. Are these microphones even on? Not sure. Yeah. Uh, I would recommend, uh, you know, uh, uh, sow your wild oats. 
Mm. You know mm. what I'm saying? Play the field. Mm. And by that, I mean get into farming. Oh, it really oh. is the future. Uh, our civilization is rapidly collapsing. Uh, the only true currency we'll have uh, mere years from now is seeds. Mm. Uh, seeds are the one thing <laughs> worth investing in. <laughs> the gold standard being abandoned led to a series yeah. of events that we are now just experiencing the logical culmination right. of. We'll be trading barley for sunflowers. So. I, 100%. So I, invest in seeds. I love ending a podcast on a plea for sanity from, from our listeners. I beg yeah, of you. Please. Uh, invest in seeds and watch season two of The Tick, now streaming on Amazon Prime, mm. a show that has probably been canceled by now. Hey, not if we have anything well, to do with it. who knows? Literati <laughs> Army, go out there, Kevin, and watch that show and give a review. So, Elemento um, <clears throat> Jameson, thank oh, you so much for being thank, here. Please, my I absolute pleasure. I gotta go pleasure. change my underwear. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta uh, change my whole outfit. <laughs> yeah, I gotta change my uh, perspective on life. If you <laughs> catch my drift. I think I I'm do. hitting a wall. Yeah, you sound pretty sad, yes, too. It yes, sounds like you're not yes. connecting with people. No, absolutely want to. not. I feel adrift at sea. The morass of humanity. Well, sorry and, to hear that. And that's the end. Of that chapter. Hey, you weren't shitting on crashing before, were you? No, 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 no. Because no absolutely not. I'm just putting that together now. No, I mean, what a crime that It could have been any HBO show. They, okay, they have six feet so under? much more story. It was Six Feet Under. Oh, okay, yes. okay, yeah, good. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure yeah. because no. Pete's a friend. Oh, Judd's yes, a friend. No, crashing. I mean, there was so much story left untold. Yeah. I, I feel agree. so unresolved. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to see that podcast get recorded. Oh, my God. Who could imagine? Well, I gotta go home and binge Marin. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original Dog. podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe Dog. to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram dog team and liking our page on Facebook.